I think that's a very, very interesting point and definitely very important that you mentioned with the scale and people just want to want the number to go down and the number to be lower when um, that's really not anything that you should focus on if you're not doing any competitive setting. Because like you said, it's very easy to look at the scale and just be like, okay, the numbers went down, I did good. Life is a trip. No matter where you've been or where you're going, you might have more in common with someone on the other side of the world than you think. Let's go. So hello, everybody. Welcome back to Life's a Trip podcast. Um, today's special guest is a friend of mine. His name is Nino. Uh, hey, guys. Um, yeah, it's Life is a Trip. And um, yeah, I'm Nino. I'm a friend and former colleague of Giovanna. Um, right now, I'm working in marketing and management, and on the side, I'm big into fitness. So I've been training for eight years, a little bit over eight years. Wow. I've also worked as a personal trainer and did all the training stuff. Um, so it's a bit of both sides, and yeah, I'm a pretty active guy. Traveled a lot as well, and uh, yeah, thank you for the invitation. So happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. So glad to have you. So let's get into it a little bit about your journey around fitness. Um, when did you start out? You said it was eight years ago. And like, what was sort of your goal when you started out versus now? Yeah, so I started out when I was like 16, close to 17. And uh, when I started, I really searched for something else. I was playing football my whole life up to that point. So not competitive or anything, just living in Germany, playing football like the most guys. And it wasn't really <laughs> something that um, I felt passionate about. It was more a chore to do since my family was into football and my dad. So I was searching for something new. And also my, yeah, my fitness wasn't at the top level. And um, yeah, I was just looking around. And my goal at that time was to become shredded or whatever you want to call it. So I wanted to get really lean and lose some weight and just get fit. And one day, a friend of mine from school took uh, me with him to the gym. And I was, uh, I was so scared. I was like in front of the door. And I, obviously, when you knew, and especially like eight years ago, gyms were still very old school kind of thing. Like the whole fitness scene on YouTube and anything wasn't around. It was just starting out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so gyms were very with big guys and no one was talking, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I went in, I did my first workout and I, yeah, I just knew that I wanted to continue and wanted to do this. And, uh, yeah, then I trained pretty much the whole time, just improving and trying to set some goals. And uh, as a beginner, it took some time and took some work and yeah, now I'm training for eight years. I usually train six times a week or seven really wow. depends what my goals are and, um, yeah, obviously the goals now have changed to mm -hmm. either gain more strength or do like a competitive uh, show or like a competitive setting in comparison to me then. But uh, it's crazy looking back at it, how long it's how long it's been since I started. Yeah, definitely. And like when you do start out as a beginner, um, do you have any tips for someone? Like, is there a certain fitness um, regime that you should be following, I guess, when you start out? Or it does it not really matter? Like personally, I know it can vary, but 
Um, what would be, I guess, your yeah. recommendation for someone starting out and feeling unfamiliar with the weights at the gym, for example? Yeah. So to to everyone out there, like, doesn't matter if you male or female. Like, if you want to start lifting or stop lifting, uh, start lifting weights, you should definitely look on YouTube, look on the internet for some plans, and you should definitely not buy anything because the information is all out there. When I started, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. Like we we knew like roughly what, but um, the first one year was pretty much trial and error. Just do the exercise as good as you can, and then after one year, you realize you've done it all wrong. So, but now everything <laughs> is out there, documented. YouTube has so many videos, and for every beginner, I would definitely recommend doing your compound exercises. So for each muscle group for each body part there's usually one or two big exercises that you should follow mm -hmm. and my advice would be to perfect those before you get into fancy routines doing stuff that maybe youtubers are doing just stick with the basics and try to really move good mm -hmm. and once you move well and uh, you're comfortable in the setting because that's also a big part being comfortable with the weight and not being scared of it. I remember when I was looking at the weights, like the big ones, I was like, oh man, can I lift that? Like I don't know, but it's all about really getting comfortable with the setting and just trusting yourself and what you can do. And yeah, once you've mastered the compound movements, like the squat, the deadlift, bench press for the males and for females, probably some uh, glute exercises. Mm -hmm. Then you can just go on and try new exercises. And I would also recommend training with a partner okay. or look for someone who has a little bit more experience. Or you could even go with a friend that's on the same level as you. Because training with another person, especially in the beginning, really makes you want to stick to that routine more. And you enjoy it much more if you have someone to rely on and to talk to who you can ask, is that looking right? Like, am I doing it right? And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just have fun with it and stick to the basics. And then after one year or so, or maybe even after six months, you're good to move on to a little bit more fancy stuff and then just see how you like it. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I started out going to the gym. I mean, I don't even know when I started. I think I, I got more into it like probably in 2016, like I started getting more into it and, and starting to touch weights and stuff because as yeah. a woman, you know, it's a little bit more intimidating, I would say. I feel yeah, like for guys, true. it's kind of the standard. You just go in and you have your friends and, you know, you know people. It's it's a bro type of thing. And and I started yeah. out as like an all in an all-woman's gym. So that was really nice because I didn't feel as intimidated around weights. But I think yeah. after like doing it for a couple of years, I decided to invest in a plan because I just didn't know – really what to do I couldn't really yeah. find anyone to help me and I didn't know what to do around the weights like what was a good actual routine to follow so yeah. I mean you know to each their own but I definitely say like if, if you already are familiar around weights like I think you don't need to invest in a plan for me it was just like I really want um, some more structure so I think that's why I actually ended up buying a plan but I also would say like there's so many resources even on Instagram like videos and Nino has his own videos where he shows you know different routines that you can follow around weights and and yeah it's definitely a lot easier I think to just use free yeah. resources especially at the beginning but yeah, one of the true. things 
<clears throat> one of the things that confused me, I guess, um, was the four and five day split. And I was wondering if you can explain that a little bit more for people who don't know, like, what is a split? Why does that work? Does it even work? You know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. So um, a workout split is basically that you split different exercises or different muscle groups to different days of the week. Mm -hmm. So for me, for example, right now, this doesn't really work because I'm doing like a hybrid kind of program where I train every muscle group at least twice a week. Mm -hmm. But many people have different kind of splits. So there's the usual push-pull-leg split, for example, which means that on Monday you do push. On So push is basically all pushing exercises, whether that's for your chest, so the bench press, or whether that's uh, triceps exercises for your arms. So it includes all push exercises. Then on Tuesdays you would do pull. Like the name, pull would include all pulling exercises, mainly your back, but also your biceps. Mm -hmm. And then on Wednesdays, you would do legs, which is in the name. So you do glutes, you do your legs, your booty, if you want to train. Um, and then you have one day off, and then the split continues. So Thursday would be your off day, your rest day. And then Friday would start again with push, pull, legs. And um, there are many different splits out there. There are some really complicated ones. There are some really easy ones like that one. Mm -hmm. um, and it really depends on what your goals are and on what kind of stage you are in your fitness journey, I would say. So, for example, push-pull legs is something that can beginners do, but it's also a good training uh, split for advanced people if they want to go back to the roots and just do something a little bit more um, simple and not do all the accessory work. And there are really complicated ones out there that you train every muscle group three times a week and you have a very complicated, um, yeah, I would say a very complicated training plan in general that every day looks different and it might repeat itself every week, but it can also be a plan where days move on. So on Mondays you start with legs and the next Monday and the coming week is chest. So there are very different training splits out there and it really depends on the person and the goal. Mm -hmm. And um, there are many to look up as well. And the main reason why people do training splits is so they want to live with the maximal potential that they have in their bodies. So, for example, the push-pull leg that I explained earlier is hitting every muscle group twice a week. So you do legs twice a week, you do back and chest twice a week and so on which is very good since it um, benefits protein uh, synthesis so you build more muscle or for example you burn more fat through that mm -hmm. so that's one reason why people like to split it up and the other thing is obviously recovery it's a better idea to have about 48 to 72 hours between the same exercises or the same muscle groups that's why you have legs on a Wednesday and then again you have it on a Sunday so that you have roughly two to three days in between when you're starting. Obviously, okay. this can be reduced once you get adapted to it, but uh, really to hold in the recovery times and to benefit of uh, your body's ability to build muscle, that's really the reason why people stick with splits and why there are so many different splits out there. Mm -hmm. 
And I think um, when it comes to like cardio as well and like weight training and fat burning and all of these things, like a lot of people I know, especially women, think that, you know, you should only go in and do cardio and that's it. And like doing weights will only make me super muscular and that's not, you know, what I want and it doesn't burn fat. But actually, I feel like it's a big misconception. And I'm curious, like, what's your opinion with like weight training versus cardio and where cardio should fall under when you're doing your your workouts? Yeah, so... um... Maybe I start with cardio first to get that out of the way. So cardio mm-hmm. in general, people believe is like a style of training or especially, like you said, some some women and some misconceptions are in the their society, basically, that that's a type of training that you would do every day. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people that go in every day and just do cardio and leave because that's one style of training or one way to train. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, cardio is really just a tool to help you burn more fat. So you burn a certain amount of calories each day by working, by walking to work, by doing your daily chores. And cardio is really just a tool to help you move. And the more you move, the more calories you burn. And if you burn more calories, then you lose more fat in the end. So it's really a tool for you to lose some weight, to get a little bit more active, but it's not a style of training. When I look at many, not only girls, but many guys do that as well. If they start out and they want to get shredded and lean and they see all these pictures or videos of guys that are very lean and very muscular, they think, well, I need to just lose weight. And Mm -hmm. the best way to do this is cardio. But the reality is that cardio is only a tool and your weightlifting routine is really the stuff that um, shapes your body. For women, it doesn't really make you like Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I think is like the cliche that women go in and after like one week they look like a guy or something, mm-hmm. which I think, which is a total myth and um, it's definitely not true. It just helps you to build some muscle and for most women, building muscle means that you lose your fat that you have and you still keep your shape mm-hmm. if that's um, what you're looking for. And um, you can, after your weightlifting routine, use cardio once or twice a week to burn even more fat and to get a little bit more active. But if you, for example, would only do cardio, you would not look better through that. You would only lose some weight and you would burn less fat because your body needs more intensity than just walking on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. So it's really the combination of a good weightlifting routine and a little bit of cardio Um, that's really the sweet spot where everyone should fall in. Obviously, if you're a runner or if you have like certain goals that are more involved in the cardio area, whether that's running or conditioning for football or for any other sport where you have to do a lot of sprints or running, you should definitely do a little bit more cardio or different cardio routines. But if you just want to build muscle, look a little bit better and increase your fitness, then I would really recommend finding the balance between a good weightlifting routine and some cardio on the side. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And, and I think for sure when I was, you know, starting out, I thought the same, like I'll just go running all the time and I lost a lot of weight and, you know, I was 
I was happy about seeing the scale, like the number, which was, you know, some, yeah. that's something that a lot of people get obsessed with and you really shouldn't because, you know, there's a difference with muscle and fat and it's so just true. something that you want to look at. Like, um, you don't, you want to look at it all the time, but you don't really want to focus on that as much when you're going yeah. through the journey because it's more about how you feel like you look in the mirror and also uh, taking measurements as well, I think is good to have like measurement tape just to check your muscle growth over time. Yeah. And you have a lot of methods, I'm sure, around that as well. Yeah, so I think that's a very, very interesting point and definitely very important that you mentioned with the scale and people just want to want the number to go down and the number to be lower when um, that's really not anything that you should focus on if you're not doing any competitive setting. Because like you said, it's very easy to look at the scale and just be like, okay, the numbers went down, I did good. So... And if you do that all the time, this will not be as rewarding. And for me or like for other people as well, whether that's a competitive or whether that's a normal person doing the gym, I recommend you only look at the scale once a week max or even once a month because the scale is really only something, again, a tool that should show you that you're moving into the right direction. Mm -hmm. But that tool, if you overuse it, it becomes very addictive and it's also misleading because some people look at the scale directly, for example, after they worked out, which is not accurate at all. And uh, then they look at it and then either they feel good or they feel bad depending on the outcome. When in reality, you should just really use it as a guidance when you say, well, I want to lose some weight over the next months. Check in every week on a Sunday morning after you woke up and mm -hmm. then you see how you did during the week. And because you have, can have a day or two during the week where you have a higher weight due to uh, water within your body that mm -hmm. you drink a little bit too much water the day before or that you didn't get enough sleep. So just look at it as a tool again and don't focus too much on the numbers, especially girls out there. I know it's hard and mm -hmm. uh, I know you all want to lose weight and you all want to get a little lighter. But uh, trust me, no one really cares about your weight if you just do a normal routine and you pay attention to what's really in the mirror in front of you uh, and don't beat yourself up no matter uh, what you do, whether you look at the scale or at the mirror, because I think the mentality when it comes to that is very big into women. I think men are more okay with it. They say, well, I'm just going to work harder or this is fine. But mm -hmm. women really, I experienced that, that they beat themselves up even though everything is good just because there's one gram too much on the scale. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a really big point. Yeah, for sure. And switching gears a little bit into diet and food and how that falls under um, the whole fitness area. I'm yeah. curious, like, what do you think about protein? And, and does that really help supplement, I guess, the whole process of trying to gain more muscle? Um, I'm curious, like, if that's really effective or what you would have to say about the whole protein fad that everybody yeah. has, protein shakes and everything. Yeah, so... For you or like for everybody out there who wants to build muscle or who wants to improve at something, they need to build muscle in certain places. And you can only build muscle through a combination of building blocks. And these building blocks are usually protein uh, and carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. um, usually only protein though because you need amino acids uh, to build that muscle. Um, maybe just to give a little overview, overview, for example, if you have protein, protein is really for building muscle. Uh, when you look at carbohydrates, for example, they are more for the energy that you need during your day. I mean, I think you all of all of you experienced it 
when you eat like something with a lot of sugar in it or when you just eat a big meal, you definitely have more energy, even though you might get a little bit tired. You definitely feel like you refilled your tank, you have more energy. So that's really what carbohydrates are for. So for your body to have some fuel and fats and generally are for our organs, for them to be healthy, because many people also think fat, whether it's an egg or whether that's uh, chips, uh, are bad for you either way, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Healthy fats are really for your organs to keep your body healthy to keep everything good. And like I said before, proteins are for building muscle. And obviously there's the myth out there that you need to drink like a protein shake after every workout or some crazy um, routines that suggest you drink like three protein shakes a day or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, while you need to include protein in your daily diet and your daily, um, yeah, nutrition routine, whatever you want to call it, um, it's important that you have a balance. So the recommendation for males and females differs a bit. So for males, when they're training, whether that's lifting, whether that's athletics or whatever, for males, when they're training, the recommendation is between 0.7 and 1 gram per pound of body weight. So for me as a male, um, I weigh around 88 kilos. So that's around one, 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, my protein intake would be right around 180 grams for Mm -hmm. me to build muscle and uh, yeah, just build muscle better. For females, it's a little bit lower. It's from 0.5 to one gram as well, depending on how you work out because some sports might might need a little bit more protein Mm -hmm. than others if you work out a lot. And... um, yeah, you should really follow these and you don't have to drink protein shakes to accomplish your goals. So it's really important that you get protein and protein is in a lot of foods. Like I think many people underestimate how much protein there is in certain foods, whether that's a yogurt, whether that's uh, the classic cliche chicken mm-hmm. or whether that's um, just rice. So protein is in everything and it's just important that you include a higher number of protein because it also helps to burn fat for some people. So it's just good to follow a little bit more higher protein uh, diet in general. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean if you eat more protein, you get uh, very buff or you get, uh, again, you build muscle straight away. It also helps to burn fat. And obviously, if you don't train, the protein doesn't do anything with you. So it only helps your body. And uh, the potential is just greater for you if you train, if you eat more protein, that the building of muscle is easier, basically. Yeah, great. That's really nice of you to break it down like that. And and I think also when you're going into um, the whole fitness industry, you see a lot of like buzzwords like macros, for example. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a bit intimidating to a lot of people, especially for me at the beginning. I, I did also try out a couple of meal plans. And I think uh, one of the harder things is, is having to look at the numbers, like you mentioned, yeah. like having to see the nutrition facts on the back of foods and putting in the time and the effort as well can be kind of tiring. So I'm curious what you have to say about that or any tips you have for people looking at macros and breaking down also what what is mac like what are macros what does that mean for anyone yeah. who doesn't know um, so macros in, in bro science on bro language is basically um, just the <laughs> nutrients that your food has so mm-hmm. when you look at 
I don't know, when you look at a pack of chicken, for example, you say this has good macros because it has a lot of protein, it, has, it doesn't have so much fat, and it has no carbohydrates, basically. And usually people say these are good macros when there's high protein in it. Mm -hmm. But um, macros, like I said before, are really just your three building blocks. So it's carbohydrates, it's protein, and it's fat. These are your macronutrients that you have in every... Um, food and that's also why they what well, the short form is macro so it's macronutrient and um, yeah for people like I would recommend for people to start learning looking at the back of every package even though it's tiring but it's not about calculating everything like you might need to calculate everything when you go into a competitive setting or when you become more competitive in your goals but for me, the most important thing when I talk to clients or when I talk to people that just want to get better in their nutrition is that they can differ between a good food or a bad food. I don't want to classify it like that because every food obviously is different. Mm -hmm. And usually I don't say this is a bad food or this is a good food because it varies on a lot of um, factors. But obviously there are some foods out there and some meals out there that are just not good for you. So when you look at a, a frozen pizza, for example, uh, even though that's probably obvious for a lot of people, uh, it has a very large amount of fat. So incredibly a lot of fat between 30 and 50 gram. Mm -hmm. And it has also a lot of carbohydrates. And even though it has some protein in it, it's not worth it. It's just it's all basically put together artificially. Mm -hmm. uh, and you need to heat it up but looking at the back of every food really helps you to differ what's good and what's bad most people would argue for example that um, some cereals look very healthy even though they have chocolate chip in it yeah. and, uh, and they're also very like a misleading thing from the industry that some foods look healthy they have like a green packaging or like a very transparent packaging that indicates it's healthy and it's bio or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and you need really need to take a look at the back of what you buy because you might be surprised of some foods when you look at a healthy uh, cereal, so not really the, the all sugar version of something, it might still have more sugar than you eat in your whole day for one bowl of cereal. And uh, you can look at the back and just look at the protein, look at the carbohydrates and the sugar. Uh, that's a carbohydrate, by the way, for anyone out there who doesn't know. And look at the fats and then see if it fits into your daily routine. If you say you want to eat a little bit more protein and you want to keep your carbohydrates and your sugar down, it's not a good idea to buy cereal. So you should probably go with something else and really just take a look at the back of some foods and just yeah be smart about it and use um yeah use your head a little bit to mm -hmm. really differ is that good for me or not because yeah. many people just buy what they see depending on the packaging and don't they don't look back and then they wonder why <laughs> they might eat so much sugar or yeah. what makes their body unhealthy but it's really about taking taking action and just paying attention to what you put in your shopping cart when you're shopping yeah 
For sure. That makes me kind of laugh a bit because the other day I had a craving for some cereal and I just was like looking at the whole cereal aisle, which is also very different here in Germany. And, and it's so yeah. funny, the marketing that they use, like you see everywhere, it's like, oh, it's it's a whole grain or whatever, yeah. but it's it's chocolate, like puffs, it's you know, chocolate. it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, but I still bought it anyways, because I wanted to try it. And it was just so not worth it because I was, I was as I was eating it, I was like thinking, yeah, it's gonna be great. You know, I, I miss my childhood, like go-to yeah. of chocolate cereal and then it was so gross I was like wow this was a mistake <laughs> but but it makes yeah. you also like I think in all seriousness as you go into the grocery store and like you looking at the back of these of these packages of food it seems very tedious at first but as you go through it um you know each time that you're at the store each trip that you make I think you start to get used to it and you really know where to look as well yeah. even though in Germany and it's a different language as well I got used to you know what is eiweiss like protein you know yeah you get to like what are the words and what do they mean and also um what what does the number imply for your diet that day you also have to take into account you know your calories for the day and like what you're going to be eating and I think it's it does become like a subconscious thing after a while like you don't need to overthink it yeah so it's yeah, it's pretty easy after a while, I guess. It, it can be yeah hard at first, but I think also um, I also tried a, a diet called the Whole30 diet, which was you know another extreme, I would say, because yeah. it is only eating whole foods for 30 days and also no drinking, cutting out sugar, no dairy. But it, it you know something like that is good for you to realize how much um, better you feel when you're eating whole foods. You know, I'm yeah, not sure like sort cool. of diets you tried. But I think it's it's definitely something that I, I don't really recommend for everyone, but something to keep in mind that you can take from it is yeah. eating whole foods and how that makes your body feel. Because there's a difference in how you feel in the day where when you start your day off with sugary chocolate cereal versus eating something else like eggs or rice or something, you know, yeah. just a little bit more whole. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really happy that you talked about that as well, because I think that also touches on the fact that some foods out there, there are some special brands that sell foods or sell sauces or drinks mm -hmm. that seem like they have no artificial sweetener in it, for example, that makes your body, like for some people it really has like complications. So I know a friend of mine and she's also into fitness and um, she had like body aches for mm -hmm. the longest time. And it was because she was so consuming so much artificial yeah, ingredients, whether that's in your diet coke or whether that's in fat-free sauces. Mm -hmm. So like you said, whole foods are really the way to go. Just try to take everything as unprocessed as possible. And obviously, we're not saying here that you should cut out all the bad food and only eat healthy. And even I myself, I cheat sometimes and I eat uh, not cereal, but I eat like crisps and chips. And yeah. But I still look at the back of the package to mm. see if it's rather made from, I don't know, real potatoes or yeah. if it's made from something else. And um, you feel a lot better, too, even though you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily argue that if I choose between Doritos, even though I love them and between like the healthier chips or mm -hmm. crisps option. I feel a lot better when I eat them. And I think that's some something people underestimate how they feel after they eat something because I'm sure everyone had the experience ordering a pizza, saying it's going to be, or like you said, with the cereal, saying it's going to be amazing. And uh, then 10 minutes later, once you finish the whole thing or half of it, yeah. some people, you just feel awful. And you'll be like, okay, I'm never doing this again. 
So mm-hmm. it's really all about balance. Doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what diet you follow. And I suggest just you guys out there try everything that seems good for you. And obviously don't do the extreme stuff because that's only for certain people. Mm-hmm. But um, just try yourself out and just be smart about it and find balance in what you consume. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely like have felt a certain guilt. I think everyone does as you're going, yeah. like, when, especially approaching food. But like, I think there's a guilt around the word cheat day and like cheat like yeah. in general. So I try not to like say that to myself. If I do have like a like a treat or whatever it is, I try to change, I guess, the mentality around it because you can't really compare. That's, that's something we always do uh, with the age of social media right now and all the access we yeah, have. Yeah, it's important not to compare so much with other people's bodies and also like realize that, you know, even someone like you who's super fit, you know, like I think a lot of us, you know, we we all have like that cheat day or we all have that time yeah. where we where we enjoy something that we always would like to eat like i mean w- that we've always been craving you know so yeah. like ice cream whatever you know do what you want but remember in moderation is yeah. also important because there are so many health risks that come with sugar like sugar is so addicting and that's one of the things i realized when i did the whole 30 was that it was so hard to cut that out um yeah. and some some good replacements for people wondering is um eating dates uh those are full of like sugar but it's at least it's from like a fruit you know so that's something I used as a replacement when I was really craving it and then you know fruit in general I um, just the other day cut up a bunch of fruit in the morning um, like apples and oranges and it just felt so nice to have that there and and to to go to that instead of to like you know chocolate or whatever sweets you know yeah it's definitely good to have um, replacements around the house so that you don't just go straight to that chocolate cereal yeah no for sure (laughs) yeah for sure. So, um, okay. So I'm just curious. Um, I know it's a, a little bit, you know, difficult lately with the quarantine. That's the time we're, we're at right now. And um, I know you've been going through it a lot, you know, because you're totally a gym guy. So I'm curious, yeah. what are you doing at home and what can you recommend for those people who are really missing the gym, like in terms of fitness and also in terms of food? Um, are there any ways um, that you're trying out, I guess, methods that you're using to stay healthy and fit while you're at home? Obviously, uh, also, I need to cope with the situation, even (laughs) though uh, I love doing fitness. I love going to the gym, especially. And just to clarify for everybody out there, so I really train six or seven times a week. So I train every day and I train in a competitive setting most (laughs) of the time. So I'm preparing for shows or preparing for certain uh, goals that I have. So for me, missing the gym is a little bit more extreme and I can't really replace it. But usually everything you can do at home replaces the gym fully. So I would argue that if you're a beginner or even if you're just um, intermediate, you can replace almost every exercise that you find in the gym at home doing bodyweight stuff. And it will just work as well. But for some people out there who are in the advanced or even on... I don't want to say professional level, but who train professionally or who follow mm-hmm. a certain sport, it just doesn't cut it when it comes to intensity. So when I started in this whole situation, I was like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna come. So I need to work out at home, and it's it's gonna suck, right? Yeah. So um, I actually trained for one year only with body weight when I was traveling. So I was used to it, and I knew mm-hmm. what would happen to my body. And what I try to do is I try I sat down and I try to come up with a new routine 
of exercises and of a split, if you want to mm -hmm. say that, to keep me healthy, to keep me fit. And I obviously also wanted to include other exercises that you usually don't see in the gym. So I did my usual split. So right now I'm training everything twice a week. And so I train legs. Normally I train uh, my back. I train my chest. I train my arms. And um, there are obviously some exercises that are really the go-to when you're at home. So I would recommend for everyone, doesn't matter what you want to do, something like air squats or mm -hmm. jumps or push-ups or just something that way you're moving is really the way to go. And um, like I said, for most people, if you just write a plan together, um, it will help you just as well, even better. For some people right now, for friends of mine who've done that a lot of years, just doing body weight, this might strengthen your body more than the usual gym. So some exercises that are maybe not so out there and that you can try and that you can improve it to show your friends or mm -hmm. to just be proud of when you're training outside or in your apartment are things like planks or handstands on the wall. These are things that are not shown in the gym and usually no one does them in the gym because you just look a little bit ridiculous <laughs> while everyone is working out at like machines or at barbells. Yeah. You're doing some uh, athletics and some gymnastics. But that's especially the stuff you can do at home. So just make up some fun workouts as well. So there are a ton of workouts out there and a ton of people that put out content when it comes to home workouts. And it's just important for everyone who's out there, don't beat yourself up and think you're going to lose all your gains, all your muscles. Mm -hmm. it, it takes, without any training, it takes about three to four weeks that your body starts to break down muscle. So even if you wouldn't train for a whole month, you would be fine. Uh, that's first of all. And second of all, like I said, most of the exercises you do, if you've never done them, especially like body weight push-ups or, or other push-ups or air squats going to strengthen your body in other ways that the gym does. So some of you might even increase your strength. Mm -hmm. And really the last, the last advice I would give to everyone, don't beat yourself up. It's just a phase. We will all get through this and uh, you will get to the gym sooner or later and you will get back on track and um, just try to have some fun with it and try to mix it up because for me especially, that's what I, when I reflect on it now after a month of quarantine, um, just switch up the things you're training. I, mm -hmm. I started to do the, the responsible thing and do a split where I do the same stuff. But especially when you're training at home with lower intensities, stuff becomes boring. You don't want to do push-ups all day, yeah, every day. You sure. don't want to do air squats all day, every day. So just try to make up some fun workouts that you would love to do yourself. You would just love to try because that's, for me, what training is about. Trying new stuff, um, whether that's a CrossFit class, whether that's running outside when you haven't done it for four years. <laughs> uh, just try out new stuff and uh, just see how your body reacts and if you love it or if you don't love it. If you don't love it, you don't have to do it. You can do something else. Mm -hmm. But uh, I myself, I did a lot of conditioning routines right now. So maybe one to try for all of you out there. Do a burpee and then jump over like a, a stone or a book in your apartment. Just jump over and do another burpee. And mm -hmm. you do that for 45 seconds and you have 15 seconds rest. And then you do that for 10 to 20 minutes. And it's very challenging and mm -hmm. I haven't done it before and it really uh, beats me up. I need to lay down after it and just yeah. be like, okay, uh, I'm good now. 
So it's just about trying new things and don't beat yourself up too much because it's just a phase and you will get back to normal training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely important to keep a positive attitude. And I think what you were mentioning about like burpees and like doing uh, things at home, you know, it's it's reminding me actually of the classes that I would do at the gym yeah. sometimes like Zumba, like yoga. I mean, it, it's again what I said about the guilt thing. Like you, you beat yourself up a lot about like, not being able to do enough. You want to do more like you're constantly yeah. wanting more, especially when you're coming from weight training, which is like so addicting because you feel really strong being able to like lift these <laughs> yeah. weights. So it sucks. But, you know, you, you just have to stay positive and take it as like um, an opportunity to actually try different things um, at home or outside. Like I definitely was not a fan of the running thing after having not <laughs> run outside for so long. Yeah. My knees did not like it. So, you know, if you just if you're not a fan of it, like try something different, maybe just try walking or at home. You know, I've done I've looked at Instagram for inspiration and there's like so many fitness people right now. And, and it can be hard as well because people are like I've seen so many memes of people just watching um the fitness videos and not actually doing them you know like recording themselves and that's that's super funny but um in all seriousness again like you know you should really um try to mix it up at home and and move around a little bit you know if anything just even for myself I've been doing a 30-day yoga challenge by yoga with Adrienne is her name on YouTube and it's just been so great like moving around every day and having that to look forward to so yeah, it helps you stay positive despite the difficult time. It does. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Um, and I think one of the other things around food, again, is is you you tend to dr- like just go straight for the junk food because we're at home all the time. So I'm curious, yeah. like, what have you what has you been doing, you know, to try to, like, avoid the cravings um, and to try to stick to healthy options at home? For me, uh, it's especially hard right now because I'm actually with my family right now. So my grandma mm-hmm. and my mother, they are always cooking and asking me if I don't want to have a piece or join them. And um, since I've had my diet for the longest time and usually my, yeah, my habits when it comes to eating, I just keep them. So what I do right now is that I do a fasting option like you. So mm-hmm. I usually don't eat breakfast till 12 or 1 in the afternoon. Yeah. So I go in the morning with coffee since I also sleep a little longer or just do <laughs> some stuff in the morning to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my, my, yeah, my diet looks a little bit different from everybody else, I'm sure. So I'm really only eating one hot meal a day right now. And Mm -hmm. I try to differ it through different snacks. So I eat one morning yogurt, for example. Then I have like a small bowl of oatmeal two to three hours later. So oatmeal with a little bit of uh, vanilla whey protein. So it almost takes like a a treat, like a sweet treat. Yeah. And uh, then I do my workout. Uh, After the workout, I have a shake usually. That's already in the afternoon around 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. And then... 30 minutes, an hour after my shake, I prepare my yeah, second to last meal, which is usually the hot meal, yeah, consisting of rice, uh, sometimes beans, lenses, and then um, either some veggie options, some tuna, or some other options as a protein source. And then in, yeah, in the night, I usually, before I go to sleep, I drink one other casein shake just mm-hmm. to give my body a little bit more protein. And I would just recommend to everyone, I know it's very tempting and I've definitely fallen into the trap now in the quarantine that you just go out to order some food from the delivery and just go out and be like, okay, 
it's Sunday or it's Saturday. Let's let's order some pizza. And I've definitely been there. Uh, but I reminded myself this week again that um, you want to stay fit and you don't want to make this an excuse for breaking your good habits. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do instead is that I try to give myself a treat a day. Yeah. And when I say treat, I mean, for me, that's um, usually um, like a protein bar or something, just something that tastes a little bit better or good or like a little bit treat. It should be a healthy treat. So you can do, there are some ice cream options with very low calories out there, mm-hmm. which are very good that you could try. There are some, um, some people like to go with like nuts or some seeds because they use it as a little bit TV snack. If you watch a series on Netflix, you just snack on that and that's oh, a yeah. snack. That's some a good one. Like, like to get some, some drinks as well. So whether that's, uh, I know one guy who loves juice, so he just makes like a fresh juice as a treat for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everyone finds that treat, but don't, don't go overboard and uh, join in and everything and all of the delivery. Try to stick to your normal routine. And just, um, yeah, give yourself a little treats once in a while to just remind yourself that you're doing good, that you're keeping it up during quarantine. And, um, yeah, that's really all, all advice I can give out there. Just yeah. try to try to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. I think those are some some great tips for people out there. And, you know, it's it really is like there's not really an excuse, you know, we're at home, we still have access to grocery stores, most of us. And, you know, it is not that difficult to swap out your bag of chips for like salted nuts. You know, it's still not super healthy because of all the salt, but it's something that will help that craving. Like that's something I've tried to do. um, And that I've had experience with during the whole 30 was what can I swap out for something sweet for something salty, because we all have those cravings. So I get like olives or something because I like that it's salty enough, and it's still not super unhealthy or pickles or whatever you know something like that that's still like a a vegetable (laughs) but it's not super unhealthy so definitely good things to keep in mind um and then you mentioned earlier i I wanted to touch on that again that you um that this time is kind of like uh, reminding you of when you were working out while traveling like doing body weight workouts while traveling can you speak a bit more about that um where did you travel to and like what was your workout i guess yeah sure um so this was i think it was 2014, 15. So I just finished my, my A-levels and I went to travel to Australia for a year. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, I did, I think, 10 months. So I didn't do the whole year, but 10 months. And I was traveling with a friend. And um, obviously, I knew it's going to be hard to stay on a routine. But since I was very young and I was just in this, I think, the second year of training, I had one year of training and then I went traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to do like a body weight routine since we were traveling every day. We were in different places almost every day. So it would be hard to find gyms and uh, also it would be very expensive. So yeah. what I did is uh, also I wanted to just enjoy the experience of traveling because I love to travel. Mm-hmm. And especially back then, um, fitness was a big part of my life, but it wasn't the big part since I was technically still a beginner. And uh, my whole getting serious and getting professional with it came after that. But what I did is that I tried to train every second day so that I had one day off, not only for my muscles, but just to enjoy the free time and enjoy things we can do. Also, I could switch that around. So once we were going on a trip, I said, well, today is not the day I'm going to train, so I'm going to train tomorrow. Or if that doesn't work, I'm going to train the day after. Uh, Usually I train then three to sometimes four times a week 
And what I did is um, I did one for guys. This is focused for guys, obviously, since uh, there are other preferences for girls out there. So as a guy, I wanted to uh, try to keep my chest and just uh, keep that uh, muscular look in my upper body. So I decided to go with a push-up routine for one day. Uh, on that day, I would also do my abs. So I wanted to keep my, uh, yeah, my six-pack on my abs as well during mm -hmm. that time. Then I would have one day off. And for the second day, I did some running. So I always did like a 3K run. Um, and I would do that because sometimes there are like, that's what you can do now, actually. In some cities, there are like bars out in the open. So whether that's in a forest or some, something, if it's not banned through like quarantine or anything, you can use like bars or just like a, yeah, like a playground. I think most playgrounds are banned right now from yeah. entering them. But there's still some bars and some options out there. Where, and I would just run to like a fitness park or where they had like bars. And then I would do some pull-ups and I would do some arms on the bars. And uh, then I would walk home. And I would switch mm -hmm. that up and um, just do that every second day. And yeah, I would take that with me to like everywhere I went. Because it was such an easy routine to do everywhere. Just doing running and do one certain muscle group and do the other muscle groups a bit. I also try to include other things like legs, for example. But obviously, if you're traveling or even if you're at home now, some things work better than others. So um, that's what I did. And I did that for 10 months. And actually, when I came back, um, I was looking very, I was looking bigger than I did before. So some people who saw me in the gym when I came back straight after uh, were like, what did you do? Like, this is crazy. Like, it your chest is crazy like what did you like there was no gyms and I was like yeah like I didn't train in the gym mm -hmm. I just train outside and so it can work for some people and I really enjoy taking a step back and just uh, also allowing the experience of traveling to not intertwine with my training so yeah. that's that's really the the main thing I did cool yeah I think it's also important to keep in mind as you travel like I've traveled a lot myself as well and like I think you're going to be so busy as well with walking yeah. around and looking around like you get it's it's very tiring actually in the end and so that's, point, that's one yeah. of the things I, I tried yeah I tried to keep that in mind as I was also planning my workouts on my trips especially trips that were like three week long trips or whatever that, that I went on I've been on a lot of tours because actually my mom's a professor and so she gets us access to like free spots on tours which is really nice but those tours are very like back to back you're just yeah. constantly moving or you're sitting on a bus which is also you know tiring for your legs like you, you know you, you need to like stay active a little bit more sometimes but you also need to realize like okay I'm going to be really tired the next day because we are walking all day tomorrow for example we're doing a walking yeah. tour so keep in mind your schedule and from there try to squeeze in whatever workouts you want to do but also like don't beat yourself up if you didn't get to do a workout because I honestly, like, when I'm packing, I think, okay, yeah. how much am I really going to exercise during this trip, you know? Like, I'm not going to pack every every gym outfit that I have and shoes because, yeah. yeah, you have to also, you know, enjoy your trip. So that's important, yeah. And, yeah, I think it's so true that you that you said that because you, sh you always should ask yourself, like, especially if you have, like, special trips, if you don't go anywhere for, like, a weekend, um, but you go to another continent or you go to an island that you're maybe never going to, see again if you're unlucky you should really ask yourself is it worth it obviously you should stay active and you shouldn't forget that you want to stay fit but um 
in my travels, for example, we had also trips where I would be on a boat for like the whole week where I couldn't really do anything or where I would uh, go to the to the reefs and just snorkel and do that whole thing. And like you said, don't beat yourself up because you can still increase your fitness. And a lot of studies have shown as well that if you don't work out for a certain time and you lose muscle or you lose strength, you will gain them back much quicker and you will be on the same point than your peers that went to the gym in the meanwhile. So mm -hmm. it's really about putting that into perspective to what you're doing because obviously you want to enjoy the sunsets and you want to enjoy the, the long nights and the trips and don't um, be stuck in something uh, that will not ruin the experience but will keep you from having the best time. Yeah, mentally, like you want to stay present as much as possible yeah. when you're traveling. And so, yeah, definitely. Put away your phones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, cool. I'm going to go ahead and close things off with our closing question yeah. here, Nino. Um, at, at the end of every episode, we have a closing question. So don't think about it too much. I'm just going to ask you this and okay. uh, give us your best answer. All right. What's the craziest or most out of character thing you've ever done? Ooh, craziest <laughs> out of character thing I've ever done. That's a hard one. That's a good I know. one. No, take um, maybe that's not the best, but I'm going to go with that. Mm -hmm. So for me, the most out of character thing was that, um, yeah, that I really just left after my, my A-levels, I guess, that I went traveling. Mm -hmm. Because uh, back, at, back then, and I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, uh, my parents had like a bit, big influence on me being like, you need to get a job and you need to stay home and just do the responsible thing and uh, get your degrees and stuff and I just said I, I don't care and I just went and uh, I remember like my parents are separated but I remember my father was like he was he was not mad but he, he didn't believe I would go mm -hmm. and um, even though I've always been I've always wanted to do that and I did that with other places too I just went and um, yeah, I, I really just took in all the experience. And after two months, I said, I, I traveled with a friend. My friend left. Mm. And um, he was going back to his girlfriend in Germany. And I had the decision to make whether I stay alone okay. and travel Australia alone after two months or whether I go back. And I knew I wanted to stay. And from that point, I only, I only traveled alone. It was the best yeah, the best experience of my life. It was the craziest thing I've ever, I've ever done at that point. And I think I, yeah, I, I would do it all again. But I, in that moment, I, d I didn't know that, that it would be so amazing. I, I doubted myself there for a second if it was the right thing to stay now and go alone because I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything. And I think, uh, yeah, I had the best time there. So if you, yeah, if you have like a little voice in your head that tells you sometimes don't, don't do it, L listen to the other voice like listen to the little little boy or whatever or the little excited girl in your head that says just do it yeah and um listen to that voice and just mm -hmm. go with that and then i think some great things can can happen then yeah that's really awesome to hear about that and and um i get i can definitely relate because that was one of the things that i really loved in my life that i've done was going to australia alone and studying abroad there for four months it was an amazing adventure and Highly recommend anyone who has a chance to go to that country, definitely go there. It's one of my favorite places yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, great, Nino. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I would love it Thank if you, you could mention 
as well. Yeah, of course. I'd love it if you could mention as well where people could find uh, some workouts on your Instagram or any other platform where you'd like people to find you. Yeah, sure. So if you if you want to see any home workouts, or if you want to just see any fitness content, whether that's motivational or if you want to just try some workouts that I do, just uh, go to Instagram and it's nino.clat. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, I put out content every day. So just take a look. Um, yeah, and see if you find something that excites you. Uh, also, if you want to follow me on uh, LinkedIn, I'm also on LinkedIn putting out some great content when it comes to business. I'm actually going to put out a book very soon. It's going to drop yeah. next month. Uh, <laughs> it's called Imprinted, and uh, it's how to land your dream job. And uh, yeah, just be curious and excited about that because I'm going to go into detail on how to really find your dream job, how to really include your passion in what you do. And um, yeah, I hope you guys all stay safe. And it was a pleasure on the podcast. And I hope this thing goes far. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Giovanna. Yeah, thank you. It was awesome. Definitely everyone check that out. I'll have all that stuff linked in the show notes below. So yeah, great. Thanks for coming on, Nino. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Follow me on Instagram by searching for at geomonreal and check out my blog on geomonreal.com. Want to be on the next episode? Send an email to lifeisatrippodcast at gmail.com. Music from purpleplanet.com.